Welcome to Vinyasa in Verse, the podcast where we connect mind, body, and spirit through poetry and practice. I'm Leslie Ann Hobayan. Together, we'll explore different ways of connecting with our innermost selves and how to tap into the flow of the universe. Because once that happens, anything is possible. Your best life starts now. Hello, loves. How are you on this beautiful day? Welcome to another episode of Vinyasa in Verse. <sighs> it's been a very interesting week. Um, I'm sure everyone has their own version of this pandemic, of being in quarantine and just figuring out what to do with this time now that essentially the world has paused. Um, before we go on to today's episode, I will open with a poem by Hafez. This is called, What Do White Birds Say? The earth has disappeared beneath my feet. It fled from all my ecstasy. Now, like a singing air creature, I feel the rose keep opening. My heart turned to effulgent wings. When has love not given freedom? When has adoration not made one free? A woman, broken in tears and sweat, stands in a field watching the sun and me trade jokes. But never would Hafez laugh at your blessed labor of finding peace. What do the dancing white birds say, looking down upon burnt meadows? All that you think is rain is not. Behind the veil, Hafez and angels sometimes weep, because most eyes are rarely glad, and your divine beauty is still too frightened to unfurl its thousand swaying arms. The earth has disappeared beneath my feet. Illusion fled from all my ecstasy. Now, like a radiant sky creature, God keeps opening. God keeps opening inside of me. Hmm. And I don't know about you, but this poem feels very apropos to our current circumstances. Um, You know, we all have a choice in how we interpret what is going on in today's world, how we interpret this pandemic. A lot of us, our automatic response is panic or fear or scarcity thinking. Um, And for some of us who have been doing some deep inner work, who have been awakened, who have started or are continuing on a spiritual path, we see this as a moment for growth, an opportunity to really understand why we're here, to try to pause and see what's really important. Why am I here? What is my purpose? And we may not get the answers to those questions, but the fact that we're answering them 
shows that we're getting some kind of message from the universe, from God, from the divine, whatever you'd like to call a higher power. There is a message here, and it's coming in loud and clear. There are different smaller messages. When I say smaller, I just, I mean like, you know, there's messages of let's be kinder to Mother Earth. There are messages of how do we engage with each other in ways that keep us connected despite not being able to have physical contact. You know, I, um, I've been on a few Zoom gatherings, uh, which has been fun. You know, uh, last week, a couple of my friends hosted a Zoom dinner party. We all brought our dinners to our computers and hung out and talked and made jokes and um, talked a little bit about the seriousness of this virus, of how it's affecting um, marginalized communities. And for me, it was just nice to, to hear a conversation, to, but, to, but to also see people. Um, and to see people that I don't normally see, you know, um, even in my, in my life, my everyday life prior to this quarantine existence, um, these folks, I, I just stayed in touch with over email or text messages or Facebook messages or whatever. Um, but never, not never, but rarely see them in person, um, rarely see their faces. And here I am seeing a lot of people more often, um, than I would normally. So in a sense, this is a gift. And what I'm hoping is that whenever this thing concludes, that we carry the lessons that we're learning right now, that we remember this time of how we are kind of how we look out for each other and take care of each other, um, how we're being present, how we're really reaching out and interacting and being there for each other. Um, I just think about how, you know, sometimes people will go through a significant experience. It doesn't have to be traumatic necessarily. It could be something extremely joyful. Um, and everyone who's part of that moment remembers it. You know, everyone experiences it and maybe they learn something. But then after some time passes, the feeling of that experience becomes a memory. Yeah, um, that's true. And, and the intensity of that emotional um, feeling gets a little diluted, but it's still there. But the question is, is the lesson still there? Is it still being learned? Is it um, put into practice? You know, one of the one of the teachings um, that I've learned is that the universe will send you opportunities to learn a specific lesson, and often they're not fun opportunities. They're not you know, roll out the red carpet, let me invite you into class and teach you a lesson. No, these are really difficult growth moments where you're called to either step up or step out. Um, and, and the teaching is that if you don't get it, 
if you don't get the lesson, if you don't learn that lesson the first time around, the universe is going to keep sending you lessons in different forms until you get it, until you understand what you need to learn in order to grow. And so often that shows up as, you know, in relationships, it's the same person that you date, the same type of person. Um, And there's a pattern there that keeps happening. And you're like, you know, why is this happening? It's because you're not learning the lesson. You're not seeing the pattern. So um, with regard to our pandemic circumstance, collectively, it's my hope that we are learning a big lesson um, and that we can finally let it all sink in that, you know, the earth is is a being who needs care, who needs our attention, um, and that we also need to care for each other. Um, and it's funny because then if that lesson doesn't get learned, what else will come our way? I don't know. I just hope that everyone learns their lesson. <laughs> um, there's a, there's a meme going around, uh, the social medias, uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to get it right, but it's something to the effect, like, I feel as if mother earth were keeping us inside like a bunch of kindergartners who keep losing recess time because one or two people aren't listening. And so, you know, I think about those people who, aren't necessarily taking this quarantine uh, seriously. They're like, oh, I'm not going to get it. I'm healthy, blah, blah, blah. Um, Not going to happen to me. But, you know, it's not even about that. It's about could you be carrying the virus, not presenting symptoms, and inadvertently giving it to somebody else who is immunocompromised? You know, um, and so in that respect, It's a call for us to think outside of ourselves. It's a call for us to say, hey, you know, okay, maybe I'm a carrier. Maybe I interact with somebody who I know doesn't have it. You know, maybe they're a carrier too, but whatever. But you don't know where that person's going. You don't know if that person has someone at home who's immunocompromised and so on. You know, it's it's like that... um, That movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You don't know what effect you have on people until you're taken out of the equation, right? Um, It's a ripple effect. It always has been and it always will be. Whatever you do, whatever small action you do has a ripple effect in ways that you don't always see. Usually you don't see. You don't know. You know, I mean, right now I'm recording this podcast and I don't know who's going to be listening. I mean, I have a few people I know who listen regularly, but in general, I don't know who's listening. I don't know if they even know who I am, how they found it. I don't know if what I'm saying is going to land with anyone who listens to this. And if it does, that's amazing. But I have no way of finding that out. Unless that person, you know, reaches out to me and says, hey, you know, I saw, I heard your podcast and, um, you know, this, this was useful for me or this is what I got from it or whatever. Um, But even so, maybe that person who's listening, you know, finds some 
useful information and says to another person, hey, why don't you check this out? And so on and so forth. I mean, this is what trending is, right? Not that I'm trending, but um, but that's what it is. I mean, when something gets popular on the internet, they call it a virus for a reason, right? Um, and so it's important for us to just be aware of what it is that we do and how we do it, what it is that we think and how we think it. Um, you know, one of the teachings, and, and this could be from Eckhart Tolle, is, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what your job is. You know, you could be in a job that maybe you don't like, but it's a job. It's earning you some income that you need to pay the bills or whatever. You have a choice to do that job begrudgingly, or you can choose to do that job in a way that feels satisfying for you, in a way that feels fulfilling. Um, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but uh, it is a choice in how you do the job. Yeah, maybe you don't like the job. Maybe you'll go, you know, on a job search looking for the job that you would like. But in the meantime, in this present moment, you are where you are. And so you can choose how to be in this moment doing whatever it is you're doing, how to do whatever it is you're doing. Um, so it comes down to choice. And so in thinking about the pandemic, because really that's all anyone is thinking about, this virus that has emerged. Um, and it just it's just amazing to me how contagious it is and, and who's getting affected and, and how it doesn't live in sunlight. And for me, that's like, you know, the best thing. Like it's such, it's not even a metaphor. I was going to say, it, it, it's like a big metaphor of like, you know, if you want to kill the darkness, go to the light, be in the light, be in the light, be a light for others. And here this virus can't survive in sunlight. So if you're inside, get outside if it's sunny. If it, even if it's raining, be outside with the earth. Put your bare feet in the ground. Get centered and get grounded. And things will be okay. Um, there is uh, something that I created for myself. Sort of like a little mantra card. Um, I have it on my desk. And it comes from a message from my mentor, Lola Pickett. Uh, she's also a friend and actually, um, she's going to be a guest on the podcast very soon. So you get to hear from her directly. And I'm very excited about that because she has so much good wisdom to share. Um, but I made a, a little card, little mantra note card, uh, to put on my desk so that I could have my mindset in ways that are helpful for me in ways that are useful. And so in thinking about this pandemic, um, this is what I wrote, um, taken from, from one of her messages. This, um, this pandemic, this, this virus, it, this is what it says. This is about getting centered, choosing who and how you are being, allowing yourself to experience the full range of your emotions and needs. So all of us are called to be here to be present in this moment, 
to stay home as much as possible and to just be. You don't have to be anywhere. I mean, I know some people are employed by essential businesses. Um, Some people are essential, you know, shout out to all of our um, medical professionals who are doing their best to help fight this virus. But we are called to be still. We are called to just not go anywhere unless we need to. And what do you do with that time? Why not get centered? Why not put your feet on the ground? Put your hands in some grass. Maybe start planting some seeds, some little seedlings. It is spring. And this is when you plant the seeds for a big harvest at the end of the summer. And the harvest doesn't have to be flowers or vegetables or whatever, or fruit. It could be a metaphor for whatever intention you're setting. You know, the time of this recording, it's the new moon. And uh, it's always a good time to set new intentions. The, the new moon signifies a new cycle, um, new lunar cycle. And it just is a prime moment energetically to plant the seeds for something to grow. And so I invite you to think about what you'd like to grow now. What would you like to plant now so that maybe you can see something bloom later this summer? I mean, maybe you set something for the month, you know, for the lunar cycle. What might come to bloom for the full moon? But I'm also wondering what might emerge once this crisis, this global health crisis has concluded. And, you know, we don't know when that's going to be. We still have those one or two kindergartners still out, not listening. But whenever this comes to an end, you will have planted some seeds during this time of being, of just being yourself in your body, being present, not doing anything except what you need to do and what you want to do. You don't have to drive your kids to piano lessons. I didn't. (laughs) Uh, You don't have to get together with 500 of your friends at 300 different places on 200 different dates. I know I'm exaggerating, but sometimes we schedule ourselves to the point of, you know, unbelievable stretching. We're stretched so thin that we're not even present for the things that we want to do. But here's an opportunity now to do that. So as you get centered, you can check in with yourself. Who are you? Who are you being? And do you like that person? Do you like who you are right now? And if you don't, you can choose who to be. You can choose how you're being. And yes, there is that essence of you that will always be you, the eternal soul you, right? But it's about choosing 
how you're being present in this moment right now. You know, it's funny to think about the past. I was just listening to Eckhart Tolle. He did a little um, short video clip on Instagram TV. Uh, And, you know, his main teaching is to be present in the now moment, to be here now. And I was thinking how really crucial that is right now and how things in the past feel so far away. You know, my brother's birthday was uh, like two and a half weeks ago, two weeks ago, and my sister's birthday is today. And it's so different to think about where we were two weeks ago, what we were doing, how we were being compared to today. And uh, what is interesting is that, you know, my my sister lives um, on the other side of the country, so I don't get to see her often. So I'm sending her something for her birthday, but what I might've sent her prior to this might've been some material item that she maybe didn't need, maybe wanted, um, just as a gesture to celebrate her birthday. You know, as, as most of us do, when we celebrate someone's birthday, we want to send them a little gift. Um, but today, and I'll admit I haven't sent her a gift yet, but that's because I'm being intentional in what I want to give her to celebrate her birth. And it's got more meaning to it. It has more intention to it. And it has my presence, my being here in it. Um, And if you're curious, you're like, what the heck is she talking about? I'm just putting together a care package, you know, like for those of you that, that have been to college and, you know, went to school, you know, some distance away from home. Um, I don't know if that's true of, of this generation that's in college now, but when I was in college, my, my parents and my friend's parents would send care packages in the mail and they would fill up boxes that they'd ship to us and they'd fill it up with all these comfort things, all these great things that offered us comfort because we couldn't be home. And so that's what I'm doing for my sister, which I'm excited to put together. Um, I just kind of spend some time today doing that and, uh, and my kids will help too. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm thinking about this other piece of the message. You're being centered, choosing how you're being, who you're being, and then allowing yourself that experience. Because often we, at least in the United States, don't, aren't good at expressing emotion. Um, and, and before you go into, well, wait, what about all the drama that we see? Yeah, that's drama. I'm talking about real emotion, you know, where sometimes, well, often, and maybe this is just my own upbringing um, coming from an Asian American family is, you know, you're not allowed to cry. Now that was never stated, but it's understood that to cry openly is a sign of weakness, and I know that Asian American cultures aren't alone in, 
in conveying this message. It's a common, it's a common message that to cry shows vulnerability. And so there's this reaction, this instinct to hold it in. And when you hold in emotions, that manifests in your body's health. You know, let's say I want to hold in the urge to cry because I'm not allowed to cry. Crying is for sissies. (laughs) I just thought of uh, that movie, A A League of Our Own. Uh, with Tom Hanks and and Gina Davis. I think Madonna was in it too. And there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's no crying. And so what, what happens to that urge to cry? If you stuff it down in your body, stuff it down, down, so it never comes out, it needs to come out somehow. And so what happens is that it comes out as disease. It shows up in your body in some way or another. It could be, you know, a lump in your throat that doesn't go away. It could be thyroid problems. It could be aching hips because in the we often store emotions in our hips. Um, it could be a lot of things. It could be something so small as like you got a little cold. Oh, you have a little cold. It's okay. But that could be emotions that you're repressing, holding in. So it's important to allow yourself to experience the full range of any emotions that we go through, but also our needs experience what you need. Like, what do you need right now? I know I need a hug. Um, I always need hugs. So I'm glad that I have my kids. (laughs) They give, they give good hugs, but for those living alone, you know, um, give yourself a hug. I mean, there is something to that. It's funny in some yoga classes, uh, the teacher will sometimes invite us to hug ourselves Cause I, you know, I never do that, but when I get that invitation to hug myself, it feels different, but it feels really good. So if you can't hug anybody, try hugging yourself, allow yourself to feel held by yourself because you got this, you have the power within you to hold yourself, to be there for yourself, to support yourself. We each have this within us. We just have forgotten. So just take some time to be with yourself and hold yourself through this. So remember, get centered. Choose who and how you're being. Allow yourself to experience the full range of emotions and needs, whatever comes up. And I know as far as emotions go, another one that we're not allowed to express is anger. I invite you to go ahead and express that in a way that feels safe, in a way that doesn't harm people, but let out the anger. Punch the grass. Just be careful. Maybe you should punch a pillow instead. Never mind. There might be rocks in the grass. (laughs) Um, Go for a hard run. Sometimes that works for me. You know, I pump up some good music and I just run my hardest. I um, recently saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, the movie about Mr. Rogers um, with Tom Hanks. And 
and I'm reminded of how Mr. Rogers said that, you know, his, he manages his anger by swimming, you know? Um, and I thought that was really important and that was really ahead of his time in terms of this idea of releasing emotions out of the body with physical activity, because nobody teaches us, teaches us that. So I invite you to explore whatever emotions you're experiencing. Allow yourself to have them. And if need be, find ways to physically express them out of your body so that you can stay healthy. Mind, body, and spirit are always connected. So if there is anxiety, panic, or fear, notice that. Honor that and then move your body, even if it means lying down in the grass. The earth is so nourishing, you'd be surprised. Too many of us have forgotten how good it feels to just lie in the grass. And, you know, it's still a little chilly out, at least in the Northeast, where I don't think the ticks are out yet, (laughs) but be careful. You know, they might be around. Who knows? Maybe the coronavirus got them too. I don't know. But I, um, but I, I do want to offer that, you know, self-care is everything. You need to take care of yourself so that you can be a service to others. As they say on airplanes, put your own oxygen mask on first before assisting others. And so I'd like to wrap up this episode with um, a poem of my own, which, uh, which is kind of fun that I'm doing that, but also kind of like, okay, here's a growth moment. Here's an edge. Um, I just wrote it yesterday. And so that's another growth edge for me because often I don't share poems that I just wrote yesterday. I like to revise, I like to, you know, polish it up. And then if I do share it, I only share it with a few friends. But this one, I felt like I needed to share it with all of you. Um, So this is called Shopping in the Pandemic. Shopping in the Pandemic is a different kind of quarantine standing in line to enter Costco as they regulate the number of shoppers to create more space in the spacious warehouse, allowing the vulnerable to shop an hour before opening. A cart between each person seems good enough a distance, each of us quietly praying for toilet paper and bottled water, each of us escaping into our phones not wanting to look the other in the eye. For what if there was contagion in an exchange of looks, a contamination in human contact beyond touch? We look down out of safety for ourselves and others. What if I am a carrier? What if I accidentally spread love in eye contact? What then? What heart might explode?
And so I thank you for listening. I'm grateful for your presence. I wish you good health. I wish you light. I wish you peace. And so to close this episode, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. Often we find ourselves stuck running on autopilot, knowing we were meant for more than what we've been doing, but not knowing what else to do or even where to begin. This retreat is a good starting point to listen for what you're meant to do in this world. On August 5th to the 9th, in the serene setting of wine country in Sonoma County, California, I will lead you through a sacred space to get quiet and reconnect with yourself, where you can tune in to your intuitive voice, where the sun can nourish your soul and the earth ground you into your body. This is an opportunity to realign with your true life's purpose, to remember who you are, to come home to yourself. Visit suryagyan.com for more information. Live your best life now.